The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be not seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. I imagine with people's texting today that there were more heart emojis than ash crosses used. Yet neither the word ash nor cross appear in tonight's scripture readings. The word heart appears five times. One could almost say that heart is the image or metaphor that ties the readings together. In fact, if we needed a secondary title for this day, I've got it. Heart Wednesday. Now, since sweets may not be the best thing to hand out on a fast day, we don't have candy hearts to pass out, as was playfully considered on our Facebook page last week. And though I do love innovation, we're not going to put ashes on your forehead in the shape of a heart. <laughs> but think with me how central heart is to our life and our vocabulary. 
We speak of someone who has heart problems or who has suffered a heart attack. Everything from oatmeal to spinach to salmon, even red wine and some dark chocolate are considered heart-healthy foods. But if we say someone is good-hearted, we don't mean that they have low cholesterol, <laughs> but that they have qualities such as empathy and compassion. And all of us can remember times that our hearts were broken. Stay there a moment, we'll come back to it. In scripture, the heart is the center of feelings, moods, passions. The heart is also the center of decisions, intentionality, devotion. In other words, it represents the total person. So in the readings appointed for today, the prophet Joel calls us to return to the Lord with all our hearts. All of Lent is about returning, returning to God, returning to our faith, returning to baptism, returning to what matters. The psalm for this day has a phrase familiar to many of us who were raised Lutheran, and we sang it every Sunday years ago. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Finally, Jesus asks us to consider what is of true value in our lives by saying where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But maybe the image of a broken heart is a poignant one for today. Poet Gregory Orr speaks of hearts broken but not torn apart. He writes, some say you're lucky if nothing shatters it, but then you wouldn't understand poems or songs. You'd never know that beauty comes from loss. So maybe when you think of a broken heart, you think of a time you were jolted by a lover. But there are so many other things that break our hearts, like the police shooting yesterday evening, the officer Paul Bauer, a very good friend of the Peterson family in our congregation who lives in the South Loop, and one of our children, Austin, Austin Johnson, a classmate of the officer's daughter. Or we think of the news just hours ago of the shooting in South Florida, and all the times that we are brokenhearted at times of loss and grief and hopelessness. These days, our hearts break when we read the news. In other words, what we do to one another in war and in oppression and in all forms of hate and in what we do to the earth due to human arrogance and consumption. So on Ash Wednesday, there is an extended confession that we will do as a community. The litany is quite a list. It's not just a catalog of our own personal faults or addictions. Rather, we confess as a community what we have done and left undone. We don't point the finger at other people. They're not the problem. We together confess our sin. Because most of the time, we are half-hearted. 
focused merely on ourselves and not the needs of others, filled with cynicism and apathy, ungrateful for the gifts of life. And though many of us would reject the idea of an angry, punishing God, we could still imagine that God is brokenhearted by what we do to one another and to the earth. Our psalm uses that enigmatic phrase that the sacrifice of God is a troubled and broken heart. The ashes and the stark honesty of this day are not meant to be morbid, but to open our hearts as we journey to the healing waters of Easter. So finally, I turn to Mary Oliver, who invites us into heartbreak, and I might add into embracing our mortality and the journey of Lent. Not to wallow, not to wallow in suffering, but to be more open to a suffering world. Here is her poem. Here is a story to break your heart. Are you willing? This winter, the loons came to our harbor and died one by one. Of nothing we could see, a friend told me of one on the shore that lifted its head and opened the elegant beak and cried out in the long, sweet savoring of its life, which, if you have not heard it, you know is a sacred thing, and for which, if you have not heard it, you had better hurry to where they still sing. And believe me, tell no one just where that is. The next morning, this loon, speckled and iridescent and with a plan to fly home to some hidden lake, was dead on the shore. I tell you this, to break your heart, by which I mean only that it break open and never close again to the rest of the world. <laughs>